Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is WWJ All Local. The search continues for the suspect in a fatal shooting on a busy Ann Arbor area freeway. WWJ's John Hewitt joins us live with the latest. John. Brooke, the scene was westbound M14 near Earhart Road, which is just east of US-23, around 4.30 yesterday afternoon. That's when Michigan State Police were notified of a person in a vehicle who had been shot by another man. Turns out the victim, said to be a 28-year-old Detroit man, died at the scene. I was in the right-hand lane coming up to them. And they didn't have their hazards on, but I thought maybe they just broke down or whatever. And as I was about a car length away, I heard a big bang. WWJ spoke with a witness to the shooting who did not want to be identified. I was sick to my stomach. When I called 911, I felt like I was having a panic attack, and I kept telling her, like, can I pull over? And she's like, no, do not pull over, because if he gets in his car and drives past you... We don't know what he's going to do if he thinks you're a witness. Investigators say the suspect, said to be a male in a hoodie, then fled that scene in a dark-colored sedan. Currently, a motive is not known. MSP detectives asking the public for any information they may have in this case. Reporting live, John Hewitt, WWJ News Radio 950. Thank you, John. It is a heads up for those in downtown Detroit. There will be a heavy police presence in front of the Huntington Building on Woodward Avenue today, but police want the public to know that this is a drill. Law enforcement, including Detroit Police and the FBI, will be in the area until 3 o'clock again. Officials want to remind the public that this is just a drill. We could learn this afternoon if a $100 million lawsuit filed by the man known as White Boy Rick against the city of Detroit will move forward. Lawyers will appear in a federal courthouse in Flint this afternoon. White Boy Rick, whose name is Rick Worshi, filed the lawsuit last year accusing FBI agents, ex-Detroit police officers, and former federal prosecutors of child abuse. And we spoke with Worshi's lawyer, Naba Ahad, ahead of the hearing. This is the 800-pound gorilla in this case, right? This is about, you know, the statute of limitations. We've always known the key to this case is moving past the statute of limitations that are over, you know, 17 years old, basically. Uh, in a nutshell, the hearing specifically to address whether this $100 million lawsuit can go forward. Where she was a police informant when he was 14 years old, but sentenced to life in prison. After being convicted on drug charges in 1988, he was released from prison in 2017. An elected official in Macomb County is commenting about forgery charges brought against him and 15 others for their activities following the 2020 presidential election. 16 Republicans who allegedly signed documents saying that Donald Trump won Michigan's 2020 presidential election now face eight felonies, and it could land them in prison for up to 14 years. Attorney General Dana Nessel brought the charges, which include the former co-chair of the Michigan Republican Party, Michonne Medek, and Shelby Township Clerk Stan Grop. Now, the charges range from forgery to conspiracy in this six-month investigation. The attorney general says that there was a secret meeting where fake documents were sent to the U.S. Senate and the National Archives. Stan Grot denies any illegal involvement and says that he will fight these charges. Charlie Langton, WWJ News Radio, 950. 
Michigan, Michigan State, and other college football fans may be able to get a beer at games this fall. Governor Whitmer has signed legislation that allows liquor licenses to be issued for sporting venues at public universities. Before the legislation was signed, MSU and U of M were the only two of only three schools in the Big Ten to prohibit the sale of alcohol at sporting events. Western Michigan and Grand Valley have already moved forward with plans to sell alcohol at their games. Supporters say the new legislation could actually reduce binge drinking because fans won't have to drink before the game. A new report says community colleges in Michigan need to improve in order for the state to grow jobs and population. The report from business leaders for Michigan says the state is second to last in community college completion, with only one in four students earning a degree or certificate within six years after starting. We're 48th in enrollment growth. We're 49th in the country in graduation with an overall rate of 27 percent for first year full time students at community colleges in Michigan. And uh, there's an even greater gap uh, between uh, communities of color and um, the rest of our population, you know, being 9% lower uh, on their graduation rate. Business leaders for Michigan President and CEO Jeff Donofrio says that we should increase statewide support for community colleges and students to improve graduation rates and also improve employer connections and training. He says failure to do so will lead to more people leaving the state and companies choosing to grow elsewhere. A West Michigan man hopes to raise money for kids to learn to swim by taking on a big swim himself. Ryan Huffman of Holland plans to swim 60 miles across Lake Michigan next month. It's a feat only eight others have successfully attempted, and in mid-August, he's looking to be number nine. His goal is to raise money for swim lessons for children. We're just trying to raise money to scholarships for kids who can't afford it, and then hoping to build from there to be able to do more and more swim lessons and hopefully waterproof the kids of West Michigan and maybe beyond. Huffman will follow Marathon Swim Federation and Channel Swimming Association rules, which means no help and no stopping until he reaches the other side. He expects it'll take up to 30 hours to make the swim. Beth Fisher, WWJ News Radio 950. The rescue of a two-year-old boy from a swimming pool at a Macomb County home serving as a reminder to parents and others to watch children who are near water. Sterling Heights police say a father pulled his two-year-old son from the bottom of a pool recently and with his wife performed CPR to get the boy breathing as police arrived. The boy was still blue and struggling to breathe before officers hit the boy in the back to help clear his airway. The boy has since been released from the hospital. It was a record night in Major League Baseball, and the Tigers had something to do with it. When baseball implemented the pitch clock this season, they probably were hoping to jumpstart some more offense in the league, but maybe didn't imagine a night like last night. An 11-10 final between the Tigers and the Royals, only a small part of a ridiculous day of crooked numbers on the diamond. Twelve different teams put up at least ten runs or more. The first time that's happened since before the 1900s when baseball was still two words and fans were called cranks. Now, Detroit and KC weren't even the only 11-10 game last night. There were three of them. Also, the Cubs scored 17, the Braves lost 16-13, to and the Padres were only one run short of adding on to the crazy total. They only won 9-1. to So while the Tigers were a part of high-octane history, unfortunately, they were still one of the losing teams, and it counts the same as any of the 12 shutouts that they've suffered so far as well. Chris Villar, WWJ News Radio 950. 
City leaders in Grosse Pointe Shores will take more time to consider a proposal to ban pit bulls. City council members heard public comments about a possible amendment to a city ordinance which came about after a couple and their small dog were attacked by a pit bull last month. Many residents spoke out against the ban, saying the owners should be held accountable. The key issues involve identifying pit bulls and mixed breeds, as well as if current owners of pit bulls would be able to keep their dogs. More discussion is planned at future meetings. For the latest news, plus traffic and weather together on the 8th, tune to AM 950. Follow WWJ on our Odyssey app or ask Alexa to play WWJ News Radio 950.